Good morning on this Friday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we had talked about if there was a law uh, that was given that could have given life, then of course righteousness would have been by that law. But because there wasn't, no one could keep the Ten Commandments, not in their own strength, in their own power. Therefore, God had to provide for them the ceremonial law so that the blood of innocent animals that were prescribed uh, could cover the sins and even atone uh, once a year for the entire nation of Israel. But the scripture says in 1 Peter 3.18, Christ has also suffered once for sin, the just and for the unjust, that he might bring us unto God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. This quickening of the Spirit of God in the life of an individual truly does bring life. It brings light, enlightenment. It brings the capability of seeing what one could not see before when we were in darkness. When the scripture talks in the book of John, in chapter 1, just simply reading that Jesus himself, when he came, he came and he did something for us. Uh, according to the scripture, it says that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were created, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now notice John 1.4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. It's the life of Jesus in the believer. It's the life of Jesus in the preaching of the gospel. It's the life of Jesus ministered in these physical bodies. The life of Jesus ministered by the Holy Spirit unto other individuals that brings light. It's his life. It's the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. It's like turning on a light and all of a sudden the, the darkness is dispelled and you're able to see. That's very important for us to understand because it is that same Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, God himself, in the person of the Holy Spirit, helping us and bringing us and guiding us. But we have to understand... <clears throat> That the nature of Jesus was that of a lamb, or is that of a lamb, because in the book of Revelations, he's still called the Lamb of God, and he is also called, of course, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. But the nature of the Holy Spirit is the nature of a dove. They're both docile. They're both very meek. The, 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 the Holy Spirit can, can be quenched. Uh, uh, he, he can be... And I'm going to use the, ver the word very carefully. He can be spooked. And, and I know that's, that doesn't sound right. But in other words, he, he can be offended very quickly. Uh, it's important for us to understand this because in order for the work of the Holy Spirit to be accomplished in the life of the believer, there has to be a work that has to be done in our spirit and in our soul where we are being changed and transformed into the image of Christ, both by the written word that we hear and by the rhema word that is spoken by the Spirit of God unto our spirit, our heart, where we hear Him teach us, 
where we learn from him personally. Yes, we can listen to great sermons, to great messages, wonderful teaching. And we can hear a rhema word out of that for us. But many times, that is for the entire body of Christ. But when we are being taught by the Holy Spirit on a personal level, it is being introduced to us on a one-to-one basis. He is teaching us. We, we, we can see this in the life of Paul in, in the book of Galatians when he, he was basically led uh, by the Spirit of God up there into the area of uh, Arabia and where he was revealed the gospel, where Jesus revealed himself. All the other apostles had known Jesus after the flesh. They had known him according to how they had walked with him. And even then, they still had difficulty comprehending him. They were terrified and would say, What manner of man is this that the winds even obey him? What manner of man is him that even the demons are subject unto him? They just could not comprehend that even death itself had to yield unto the commands of Jesus and they were they just could not figure him out because the natural man has difficulty the things of the spirit must be understood and received in the spirit man and then enlightened in our spirit man and our understanding in our natural mind also be quickened remember the devil comes and steals that which we do not understand as the sower went and sowed the word, the scripture says that the, the birds, talking about Satan, the devil, the evil one, it uses the three descriptions to identify him, comes and steals the word because they had no understanding. So we have to have a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of knowledge, and a spirit of understanding working in us and also affecting our natural understanding to be able to comprehend but we can understand things in the spirit without the mind fully comprehending it fully we can take a step of faith in the spirit even though our mind may say no 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 that's foolish don't do that but it is the retraining of our soul by the word of god by the living word of god by the spoken word of god that we receive knowledge of Him and we begin to know Him on a very personal and intimate level, on a one-to-one. He wants to know us as much as we are supposed to know Him. So the scripture says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, and I got a couple of different translations to help us understand this out. It says, Wherefore, Henceforth, in other words, there, he, he is introducing a subject and saying, because of what I have just said, from now on, we do not know. We know no man after the flesh. And the word that is used there in the Greek is not the same word that, and right now we'll get to it in the rest of the scripture, but it, it's uh, E-I-D-O, Edo. And that word simply, uh, it means to know, to, to be aware of, uh, to consider, uh, to look on, to perceive, to see. Uh, whereas the other word, 
that is used in this verse is the word ginosko, G-I-N-O-S-K-O, hard to pronounce. But it means to know in an absolute sense, to know, uh, to be able to perceive, to be able to understand. And that is one of the biggest things that we have to be able to reach and that is to understand. When we have an understanding and grasp uh, a certain thing from the Word of God, it is made clear to us. And as time progresses and more revelation concerning that thing is brought forth, one can see daylight and night. I mean, that is the difference of when the Spirit of God brings forth an understanding both in our inner man and in our mind. So the scripture says, Wherefore, we know no man according to the flesh. In other words, we look and we see the person may be well-dressed, well-educated, but inside they may have the dead man's bones, uh, as, as one could say, like in a grave. In other words, we, we can't see the heart. We do not know the individual because... You cannot know them by just looking at them outwardly. But the scripture says, yes, even though we have known Christ after the flesh. Remember the apostles, with the exception of Paul, he was not present in the flesh when Jesus was in the flesh. But, you know, you can hear the stories, you can hear of what he did. We can read the Bible, the New Testament. We can read the Gospels of how he acted and what he did. And we're looking at Jesus under the influence, under the work of the Holy Spirit. But yet we only perceive the outside, outward, natural part. It's only when we have experience and begin to experience within our lives personally the work of the Holy Spirit that we begin to comprehend. Ah, I understand why he did this. I understand and know now why he did this. See, it's not because we read it in a book, but it is because the way that you are, that you are taught and trained by the Spirit of God. So you begin to understand why the actions and the movements and the words of Jesus were of such a nature. So, from henceforth, we know no man after the flesh. We, we don't know them because of, while, you know, we grew up together, uh, we ate at the same table, uh, we went to the same school. We don't know man in that manner. Even though we have known Christ after the flesh. Now, here Paul uh, is saying, you know, we came to an absolute understanding of him. We knew him. We saw him. But from now on, that's not the way that we're going to know him. That's not how we're going to comprehend him. That is not how we're going to perceive him. Because now he is in the spirit, sitting at the right hand of the father. He's interceding for us. He's an advocate on our behalf. He's at the right hand of the father, having sent the Holy Spirit to help us to be able to bring us to a maturity that is in him. Here's another translation. No longer then do we judge anyone by human standards. 
Even if at one time we judged Christ according to human standards, we no longer do so. Why? Because looking at the outward appearance, the outward man, does not give you a clue as to what is happening inside on the inward man. It has got to be a work of the Spirit of God that is being accomplished in us in a deeper fashion. It's not because of the way that you walk or the way that you move or the way that you speak or the way that you uh, make your voice sound like, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden uh, uh, you put a little tone in it. Like, like if the Spirit of God was, was, was bringing some type of authority. It's not according to that, but it is now according to something much greater. Only iron can sharpen iron. And you say, what do you mean by that? According to the book of Proverbs, it simply means that only the countenance of one man may sharpen the countenance of another. Well, if that is true in the natural, then it is definitely true in the spirit. That in the spirit realm, by our spirit, we can have influence on people's lives and influence their spirit by the Spirit of God. We no longer judge according to human standard. Another translation says, So from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known the Messiah according to the flesh, we now no longer know Him this way. See, and sometimes... Many Christians don't seem to understand the importance of the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives when it comes to this aspect. The only way that they know Jesus is the stories that they have heard about Jesus. And they're good and well. But they only affect and influence the soul of man. They don't transform or change the outward behavior of the flesh because that has to be crucified. But to truly have an influence on a person's life, have a true influence on their inner man, there must be a transformation. And by that, we mean that if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation, a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. All the new things that come, they are of God. They're not of man. The scripture says it there. They are of God himself. I'll read one more translation here. It says, So then, from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearance. For that is how once we viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. Why? Because we have the revelation of the Holy Spirit. One more. So then, from this moment on, I do not estimate anybody by the standard of outward appearances. Though I once did estimate Christ by this standard, I do not do so any longer. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We went through a little bit fast. We'll pick up here on Saturday. Join us then, and we'll give it a little good quick review before going on. But until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.